Hello, listeners and fellow explorers. This is Living in the Sprawl's lovely and talented producer slash fiance, Lisa Lowe. I wanted to thank all of you for your constant support of the show. As a new podcast on the scene, the number one way to support the show is to rate, review, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Many of you have been doing this and it has helped immensely. You can also check out our website and the show notes for other ways to support the show. We have new merch on our website, and we are working with companies that we currently use ourselves to get discount codes for our listeners and support the research and work we do for the show in the process. These companies include Every Table Meal Delivery Service, which offers delicious, cost-effective meals delivered straight to your door. Just CBD Store, which offers great-tasting CBD-only gummies in a variety of flavors, and Miss to Mrs. Boxes for Brides-to-Be. My sister Jennifer surprised me with this box when I got engaged, and it was the most perfect, thoughtful gift. You can also support us on Patreon and Podfan. Please check out the website at livinginthesprawlpodcast.com for updates on companies we are working with, our testimonies, links, codes, and new Living in the Sprawl merchandise. Again, thank you to all of you, our lovely listeners, for tuning in every week and allowing us to do what we love. Without further ado... Your humble correspondent, John Steinberg. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. I am, as always, your humble correspondent and host. My name is John Steinberg, sitting alongside my lovely and extremely talented producer slash wife, Her name is Lisa Steinberg, set to take you on another adventure into the glorious, expansive world of the Southern California Sparal. This time, we've got our sights set on an island, a fantasy island, a channel island, an island that if it existed off the coast of Hawaii would probably owned by a tech billionaire. We're talking this week about Santa Catalina Island. Let's take out the Santa and just call it Catalina Island. It was here that Lisa and I spent a portion of our very romantical, that's one of our couple's words, honeymoon. But it's not the only reason to visit this little slice of paradise. As a kid, I was involved in an organization that at the time was called Indian Guides. Now it's called Adventure Guides. And there would be a yearly sojourn to Catalina Island where dads and their sons would gather around a campfire, toasting marshmallows, eating s'mores, throwing rocks at one another as their fathers indulged in alcoholic beverages nearby. Catalina Island has been a lot of things to a number of different individuals as it has beckoned travelers to California, appearing much like the island that Oceanic Flight 815 crashes on on the pilot of the ABC program Lost. It's been a playground for members of the entertainment industry, and as we'll talk about, the spot where one gentleman, a real kind of precursor to the Larry Ellison, Jeff Bezos of the current moment, was given license to explore all of his creative visions. 
Catalina Island is a very, very special place. And on this episode, we will tell you how to make it the most special as you experience it on your own. And we're gonna do that by examining, of course, 10 places slash things to do when you find yourself on the shores of Santa Catalina Island. And number 10, this is a bit of a two-hander and an excuse to tap into some of the local flavor apparent on the island. Stop in for an ice cream cone at Sailor's Delight or an adult beverage at Luau Larry's. These only in Catalina would they exist establishments provide travelers to the island with that kind of singular flair that you simply will not capture on the Sunset Strip or the Gas Lamp District. At Sailor's, I recommend getting yourself a scoop of the Superman ice cream. And at Luau Larry's, no visit would be complete without indulging in their buffalo milkshake, which is not so much a milkshake as it is a close cousin of the White Russian. If you find yourself on Catalina with your family in tow, a romantic partner, or a group of dads on vacation, both locations would be suitable. Get yourself a scoop at Sailor's Delight or a Buffalo Milkshake at Luau Larry's. At number nine, we recommend parasailing. Now, to let you in behind the curtain, unfortunately, on our excursion to the island, we happened to find ourselves traveling on a day where this activity was not in the cards. We tried, we tried, and it did not happen because of the wind. However, if you get yourself to Catalina, and this is an option, you've absolutely got to take it. If you've ever contemplated parasailing, this is the ideal place to do it. With the, to quote Incubus, the ocean looks like a thousand diamonds strewn across a blue blanket, vista set in front of you, the Pacific will never look quite as gorgeous as it does while in the midst of a parasailing adventure. There are a couple places that you could sign up to do it. You can decide which one looks the most ideal for your particular travels. But if you can make it happen, and unfortunately, because of the weather, we were not able to, but if you can, we suggest that you take up parasailing on Catalina Island, even if it's just for a day. At number eight, stop in for some saltwater taffy at the iconic Lloyd's Candy Store of Avalon. This place has been around since 1941, specializing in that most exhilarating of coastal specialty items, saltwater taffy. Lloyd's is also synonymous for being the spot that employed the services of a young Norma Jean Doherty, or as the world would come to know her, Marilyn Monroe. Quick sidebar here, Catalina has a real obsession with its time spent with that most glamorous of Hollywood icons. She resided in the city of Avalon on Catalina Island for about a year and a half, 
as her first husband received training before being sent off to the Second World War. She was only 16 at the time, working at Lloyd's, was as good as she was going to do, and there are a lot of reminders of Marilyn Monroe on Catalina Island. But the easiest way to connect with the icon and enjoy some truly outstanding saltwater taffy at the same time is to stop in and get a bag for yourself at Lloyd's Candy of Avalon, a truly special confectionery in the heart of Catalina Island's one established city. Number seven, check out the Catalina Botanical Gardens. And to talk about the botanical gardens leads us into the proverbial maestro of Catalina Island, William Wrigley Jr. If Marilyn Monroe is the queen of the island, William Wrigley Jr. is without question the island's king. The proprietor of the Wrigley Chewing Gum Empire absolutely adored Catalina Island, so much so that he used his immense largesse to purchase the island from the descendants of San Pedro's Banning family in 1919. He only got to spend about 13 years on the island as he passed in 1932, but he left a robust legacy, starting with the botanical gardens. And these are not your traditional botanical gardens. In fact, they're not so much botanical gardens as they are sort of desert-ish gardens. Don't think lush lilacs and plentiful sunflowers Ground yourself in the essence of island living. Dramatic rock formations, interesting, evocative little canyons, and general scenery that you would more equate with the desert than you would a traditional botanical garden. And it was at the botanical gardens that William Wrigley Jr. was buried originally, because his remains were transferred to Forest Lawn Cemetery in Glendale, but there still exists a big old tower that I guess is meant to signify his outsized contributions to the island. Number seven, the Catalina Botanical Gardens, aka the former home and last resting site of William Wrigley Jr., at number six, check out the Catalina Island Museum. Longtime listeners will know your correspondent and host has a genuine passion for museum going. So this shouldn't come as too much of a surprise. This is a fun museum. You're going to learn about the year and a half that Marilyn Monroe spent on the island, all of the exploits of William Wrigley Jr., and the geological wonders apparent on the island in the museum's permanent exhibition station. On our trip, we happened to visit, while the museum played host to a really fun exhibit on Norman Rockwell. Also, a great exploration into Mexican photography. The Catalina Island Museum is not the Getty, but considering where you are, you're on an island that is 22 miles by 8 miles. 
This is a pretty solid entry. Helpful staff will answer any and all of your questions, and you will be flooded with information about William Wrigley Jr. and Marilyn Monroe. It's the Catalina Island Museum. At number five, the Catalina Island Casino. Some know it as the Avalon Casino. Probably the most significant landmark, man-made landmark on the island, period. A brainchild of one, get ready for it, William Wrigley Jr. The casino was opened in 1929, a scant three years before Wrigley passed away. A multi-story palace to leisure and entertainment. The casino, which once boasted of a first-rate movie theater, ballroom, dance hall, is now predominantly available for tours where they tell you about the property's grand history, explaining how the casino holds an indispensable place in the hearts of Catalina residents. While striding out onto one of the many ballrooms, picture yourself in the 1950s, dancing with your partner to the sounds of Glenn Miller and his big band. This place is about as old school as it gets. The kind of location that was torn down in Los Angeles multiple decades ago, but because it exists on Catalina Island, they cannot really tear it down. It's also on the National Register of Historic Places, so they really can't tear it down. It's the one property that is readily visible as you approach the island on the Catalina Flyer. Ambling through the hallways and staircases at the casino, you might find yourself forgetting that you're just off the coast of California, imagining, wait a second, am I in the Caribbean? That's what it sort of feels like. It feels like a place that you would find on an island excursion in the Caribbean. When William Wrigley Jr. decided to relocate from the harsh winters of Chicago to Catalina, he quickly realized, well, we need some things to do. We need to be having some fun. Let's create a place where we can accomplish both of those things. And with the aid of his wife, Ada, the casino was commissioned and built for the Wrigleys, but it was enjoyed by many, many who found themselves enamored with Catalina Island. You gotta check it out. Even though its best days are clearly in the past, it's the Catalina Casino. At number four, Mount Atta, or the summer cottage of, yep, you guessed it, William Wrigley Jr. Who knew that spearmint gum could prove to be so lucrative? This home was built by the same gentleman who actually presided over the construction of Wrigley Field in Chicago. It was built for the Wrigley family as their Catalina Island getaway. It now exists as a hotel or just a place that you can check out. It has beautiful panoramic views of the Pacific Ocean, of the greater California coastline, period. 
the type of house that you'd find yourself touring on the East Coast. This is one of those spots where you half expect there to be some placard emerging from the dirt that says, George Washington once stayed here, but of course he didn't because, of course, that was not going to happen on Catalina Island, far, far, far from the staging grounds of the Revolutionary War. But it was a spot enjoyed by William Wrigley Jr. I always have to say the junior. Because, of course, there were multiple William Wrigley's, and this was the one that spearheaded much of the development of Catalina Island as a whole. And while not presiding over the construction of the casino or the botanical gardens, Mr. and Mrs. Wrigley would retreat to this summer cottage where you can actually see a spot where William Wrigley could watch and cheer on his beloved Chicago Cubs in their spring training endeavors as the ball club utilized the island for this purpose for multiple decades. And Mr. Wrigley Jr. could monitor everything from his gorgeous summer cottage. Check it out for yourselves. And number three, we recommend hopping in a glass-bottom submarine. If you take advantage of the island's numerous companies that offer this service, you'll be greeted by a flurry of fish and marine life as you descend downward into the bowels of the Pacific Ocean. You'll feel like you're at SeaWorld, except you're not in San Diego. You'll think you're at the Great Barrier Reef, except you are many, capital M, miles away from Australia. But you can enjoy a similar experience if you head out on one of the multiple voyages in a glass-bottom submarine that leave the harbor each day. Jellyfish will greet you as you peer outside your window. You may get a first-hand glimpse of a shark or a flounder or any of the other beautiful, spectacular creatures that roam our ocean waters. This is one of the better up-close-and-personal experiences that you can have within the sprawl with our indispensable marine life. Get yourself in a glass-bottom submarine and have some fun in the water. Number two, the Discover Avalon Tour. Now, any voyage to the island of Catalina is probably going to bring you to the city of Avalon. And it's right off the bat that you should sign up for one of these remarkable citywide tours. It's not your prototypical double-decker big ol' red bus voyages. It's far more idiosyncratic and specific and unique, to be honest, than one of those that you might find abroad in London or even on Hollywood Boulevard. You will be driven around the island, giving you the proper base by which to set off on your own excursions. All of the requisite landmarks, sites that you should become acquainted with, and, of course, the beautiful flora and fauna will be pointed out and explained in painstaking detail. It really helped to ground the two of us as we set out on our first week as a married couple. 
The tour guides are tremendous, extraordinarily knowledgeable, and will supply you with all of the information that you need in order to get the most out of any day spent vacationing in Avalon. At number one on our list of things that you should definitely do while in Catalina, you gotta rent a golf cart. As you might imagine, Automobiles on the island are a somewhat treacherous proposition. In order to even get a car on the island, you have to go through a number of hurdles and inconveniences that will probably get you to pine for a golf cart anyway. There are a number of places where you can rent yourself a golf cart. A number of them are located within walking distance of the island's port call This is how everyone travels on Catalina. It's how you travel in style. Forget your Escalade on 22-inch rims. You want to get yourself inside of a golf cart driving perhaps to the Wrigley Summer Cottage, the former home of Marilyn Monroe, which is still in existence, or the desert-ish botanical gardens. Anywhere you want to go, you want to be getting yourself there in a golf cart. And this is the ideal place to utilize a golf cart without literally being on a golf course. Fun, spontaneous, stylish. It is our favorite thing about going to Catalina. And that's going to do it for another episode of the podcast. I want to thank everyone for their continued support. A couple of easy ways that you can support the podcast. Hop on iTunes, Apple, give us a five-star rating, write us a nice review. Those, as I mention on every single podcast, do have an outsized impact on what happens to a podcast. They help drive you up the charts, which in turn exposes you to more listeners. And all of that is very, very good and helpful for your dear hosts here at Sprawl Enterprises. Our Instagram handle is Living in the Sprawl Podcast. If you'd like to suggest topics for episodes that you'd like to hear discussed on the program, drop us a line at livinginthesprawlpodcast at gmail.com. Any and all feedback is extraordinarily invaluable. We'd like to draw your attention to our nifty website. And it is on our website that you can tap into our terrific array of sponsors and the products and services that they provide. If you want to get yourself some of the best CBD products on the planet or utilize the services of any of our wonderful sponsors, clicking on their links on our website will help us out and it'll help them out. And we thank you and thank them for all of their support. It's also on our website. You'll have the option of getting yourself a handy guide to living in the sprawl. So that you know what, you don't have to go through old episodes, through the archives, looking for that one specific recommendation that we may have offered about this or that. It's all right there at your fingertips with the living in the sprawl guide. 
Additionally, we'd like to remind you about our concierge service. If you give us 20 minutes of your time and an idea of what you're looking for, we can arm you with a knockdown drag out sprawl itinerary for your own adventuring purposes. We've also got some very lovely merchandise for you, dear listeners. Mugs, pens, magnets. If you want it and it's living in the sprawl related, this is the place to get it. So on behalf of myself, your humble correspondent and host, my name is John Steinberg, joined by my lovely and talented producer slash wife, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. Until next time.